The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. I want you, if you can, to close your eyes. And if you can't, just follow along, but keep your eyes open. Take a deep breath. Hold it for just a second or two. And exhale completely. Exhaling as you're pushing that belly button all the way back to the spine. And then stand in the awareness that, yes, everyday peace is possible. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. Yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And if you missed last week's show, well, you missed a great show, but you can go back and you can catch that show and listen to the replays. Um, We had a speaker author, Paulina Milana. She joined us and she gave us some tips for uh, dealing with mental illness in your family. We know that is something that every family is touched with and how, how to not only survive, but to thrive and prosper in that environment and take care of your own mental health while helping those that you care for. We also had Janine Ache in gang who was here with us today, just last week, excuse me. And she shared with us her fabulous tea uh, company. So if you are a person who is new to the world of teas, you'll want to check out the show and find out about that. And also she was a publicist. So she really had wore two wonderful hats and she talked to us about her journey and about taking matters into your own hands when you can't find someone else to help you advance your dream. So it was a fabulous show last week, and I encourage you to go back and listen to those shows. You can access last week's shows and our entire library of shows by subscribing to the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, or you can listen on the Unity Online radio.org website. Another great place to find out great about great content on our show is by visiting my website, the new and improved drdravonjames.com website. The site includes past shows, words of wisdom, encouragement, excerpts from my book, Freedom is Your Birthright. Uh, we have two fabulous free courses up there. I encourage you to go visit. 
you'll be amazed at what you'll find there. And if you haven't been to the website, please visit. If you have been, please visit again and bookmark it as things change frequently. So we're getting closer to the end of the year. And those of you who've been with us for some time know that as Everyday Peacemakers, our anthem for 2021 has been what are we waiting for? And right now I can hear you screaming from the mountaintops. You're saying we are not waiting for anything. We're getting started. We know if it's going to be, it's up to me. And so we are ready to take our next step forward in our journey. So uh, as before we get to our first guest today, I want to spend just a moment on our everyday peace moment and let you know that now is the day. Now is the moment. This is the year for you to blossom into the person you've been dreaming about being. Become that person who you'd like to meet, who you'd like to hold your hand and guide you to your next level of greatness. This is the time for you to blossom into that person. And what do you need to do in order to advance into that space that belongs to you? Well, one of the things we need to do is to let go of the past. Yes, the past can be of benefit to us when used properly, but too often we're using the past to keep us stuck in either the good old days and we can't re- we can't reproduce the good old days and so we're stuck there or we're traumatized by something that happened in the past and we can't get over that. So we know that letting go of the past is necessary to move into our next moment of greatness. And how do we do this? We've been talking about this for a number of weeks. And the tip we're going to talk about today is to decide to take action. Do you know that nothing in your life happens purposefully until you make the decision to take action? You'll be amazed at how phenomenal you are. But I understand that taking that first step sometimes is scary. We don't know how to do that. But the first step oftentimes is to become grateful for our past. Become grateful for it. No matter what's back there, become grateful that we've learned something from it and that we're here today. So decide to take action. It's a great way to move towards your next level of greatness. And I have a great way to support you on taking action. And I want to offer you to book a discovery session with me, booking a discovery session with me. It's fun, it's free, and it's fantastic. It is a great opportunity to align on your most important goal and what you are going to achieve. I encourage you, visit the website at www.drdravonjames.com today and hit the contact button and book a free discovery session. It's absolutely free. It's 30 minutes that you'll invest in your time to help you achieve your next level of greatness. So if you're sitting here, you're thinking, I don't know. I don't know what the next step is. I just gave it to you. Book that discovery session. Let's get started. You Your dreams are waiting for you. In fact, the whole world is waiting for you because you know when you move to your next level of greatness, you not only benefit your life, your family, and your friends, you benefit somebody that you've never met before who's waiting for you to step out on faith and do what it is you want to do. So that being said, let's hop right into our first guest for today. We have Dr. Rachel Allen with us today. Dr. Rachel Allen is an author, holistic psychologist, yoga instruction instructor, and relationship 
and sex therapist. We are focusing on self-care today and compassion. She has a wonderful book that we're going to be um, referring to today called The Pleasure is All Yours. The book is um, designed to help readers release barriers to receiving life's pleasures and deeper connection with others. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to get to talk with you. I am excited to have you here. And as we were saying during the break, this happens to be one of my favorite um, topics, the topic of moving out of the head and into the body. And I call that giving the brain a little break, a little rest. And so Mm -hmm. I'm excited to have you here to talk about your book, to talk about relationships, because we're getting ready to enter into the holiday season. So let's start with talking about the book, The Pleasure is All Yours. What was the motivation to write the book and what are our readers going to mm-hmm. find there? Right. Well, as a psychologist in private practice, I see how many people really feel disconnected from joy and happiness. And and pleasure, it's moments of pleasure that really entail and lead to longer-lasting states of joy and happiness. Um, but, of course, we, we, have a, we basically have a history that has said that pleasure is lavish or guilty or we've redu- reduced it just to sex. And so um, we haven't really had, as American culture hasn't really had a very healthy relationship with the concept of pleasure or really seen the ways that we can receive it in all different aspects of life. Um, and I also talk in the book about how we really start in receiving life's pleasures is through embodiment and what I call bodyfulness. So it's really taking mindfulness to that next level that um, means we listen to our body, we learn from it, we express it and release the stress so we can be regulated, and we give ourselves permission to also feel good in our body with different types of pleasures in life. Oh, I love that. The idea of listening mm-hmm. to our body and mm-hmm. giving our body what it needs and desires. So I mm-hmm. Have a conversation with some friends this weekend around this very topic, and I love the term. I hadn't actually heard the term body bodyfulness until I read your book. Yeah. So uh, I think that is we hear a lot about mindfulness, and and uh, when I heard the term bodyfulness, it sort of got me to thinking that yeah, if I'm still in my mind and I'm still there, then it's still not, it's still very very active, and I haven't gone to into the body to allow my my intuition, my instinct. It almost sounds primitive, but not in a bad way to me. It sounds like almost grounded. Mm-hmm. But there's something to that, isn't that, of being in the space of listening to the body. Where, where, what does that open up for us? Well, I think that even though our minds are really quite brilliant, they can take us down these pathways of storylines or limiting beliefs. Or like you were saying earlier, we can really be stuck in the past or worrying about the future, whereas our body is really a truth teller and it's um, connected to our present moment reality. So not only is it giving us a lot of information about when we're out of balance or what we need in the moment, but it is um, we can go directly to the source of soothing our body in that moment, whether it be through breath, through movement, through stretches, walking, maybe regulation of our nervous system from others, like through a hug. Um, you know, sometimes taking a bath, all these different things that are really help our body and our nervous system come back into to balance, feel centered and grounded. And then from that place is where we can really 
um, lean into things like creativity, eroticism, spirituality, you know, emotional and physical intimacy with others, altruism. A lot of those things are hard to access if we're just in more survival mode or really stuck in our heads. Oh, I love that we're taking the conversation there because in order to have, and your book talks about this, in order to have these more deeper, uh, more meaningful relationships, it does require that we are in tune with the present moment. And there's no better way to do that than to use the five senses in the body. That's what I think anyway, that brings you, catapults you right to this moment when you're so entrenched into what the body is experiencing in this moment. What are mm-hmm. some ways that, um, and I, I, I don't want to jump the gun here, but you've got me excited <laughs> when you're just talking about, you know, being in this present moment and using the body. And I think I'm going to reserve that question because you said something else. I'm going to come back to that question. We talked okay. about the, mi- the mind and compromise. And I want to just touch on this and see, I feel that the mind oftentimes causes, it torments us a lot of times, whereas the body is sending a signal and the mind is used, applying what it believes is logic and rational judgment, which it may be, but it keeps us in painful dis- painful positions beyond what the body can bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we override our limits. We, we might listen to our body's messages that we're tired, for example, but then mentally we'll override that with, you know, coffee and pushing ourselves. And then we're mad when our body breaks down later. And a lot of what I explained in the book is that part of why we override the body is based on just um, different cultural messages and systemic issues. You know, capitalism, for example, telling us that our worth lies in productivity and and action. And we we don't really value things that are part of a mind-body rest and, and balance. So... So I also try to explain that to people to not be so hard on themselves that they might not be connected to their bodies, but that it is systemically part of what we've been we've been raised with, too. We've been told that the body is really savage. All it wants are, you know, these desires that take us off course. And so I'm trying to help people recognize, actually, our body is always rooting for our survival and thriving. And, and it's everything about it is to really help us be our best self. Um, but we just don't know its language. So, so we have to start as if we're taking Spanish class or something by learning this new language as far as, you know, our digestion or our temperature or what our muscles are saying, you know, our breath, that sort of thing. That's the first step. Yeah, I I think that is is so true. And I love how you said, you know, um, we're living in the space where we are, I guess we could call it capitalism. We all want to be seen as productive. We all do. That's mm-hmm. how, you know, and we don't see uh, how relaxation is being productive. You know, I, I I wrote an article many many years ago about the evils of multitasking. <laughs> this may have been like in the nineties, oh. and I think at least in my world, it was becoming a big buzzword to multitask in my body, and was re- re- was rejecting that multitasking and I was watching I was like, mm-hmm. this does not seem like the best way to live and, you know so frazzled and you know if all cylinders firing at one time and I think now as as a as a people we're starting to to back down on that concept and realize hey the body is not designed we're not designed to to be so fragmented we need to be more focused mm-hmm. 
in that nature. So I think that's wonderful. So I'm going to go back to my other question, which is uh, we talked about being in the moment and how the body can allow us to really take advantage of the now and being in this space mm-hmm. right now. What are some ways in which a person who may be hearing this for the very first time and really can't even uh, decipher the difference between the mind and the body? You know, you can be so entrenched in a certain way of thinking till you just don't have any concept of, oh, I'm all in my mind. So what, what are some steps that you could take to move you from that mind space into a more bodyfulness? Well, I think that it requires some practice, but just scattered throughout the day, sprinkling in moments of noticing, am I breathing? What type of breathing? Is it only in the top of my chest or into my belly? or noticing areas of tension in the body, or if if you have go-to spots where you hold or kind of grip, like your jaw or shoulders. Um, I think really noticing uh, messages around digestion, you know, hunger and um, satiety and being full, um, messages around when you want time with others, when you need time by yourself, even more energetic things like that. Um, and, you know, how you feel when you're laughing or how does it feel when you're moving your body or engaging in a hobby, you know, really noticing just kind of all the inner working systems and, and mainly doing so with curiosity because people can be noticing their body a fair amount but in a critical way. And so with bodyfulness, it really starts with can you be more curious with, with what the body's telling you as opposed to being, being critical that it doesn't, you know, look or act a certain way. Oh, I love that. And that all speaks to becoming more self-aware, right? Becoming more watching. And I think even with that, it's to say to our listeners that it's a practice. It takes time because it's so mm-hmm. easy to slip into the mind, right? And let the mind start analyzing everything instead mm-hmm. of having that almost like childlike curiosity where it's playful and you're just sort of watching, you know, with curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. I think, right. I think that's and, and of Right. I was just going to add that, you know, of course, the mind and body are always, I mean, uh, they're always working together. There's always this sort of tag team communication cause and effect. So for somebody who might say, well, but but how, you know, are you able to be um, only in your body if you're going to have curiosity? Of course, it's it's a combination of really the bringing kind of your awareness to the body, but also your mind you know, being able to decipher its messages, but to do so in a way that's really yeah, in the moment is being curious to learn and investigate what it's telling you. And then from there, this is where bodyfulness really departs from mindfulness. It's, it's the now what, now that you've noticed and observed and some of your patterns and what your body's telling you and how it's different, you know, day to day and week to week, now what? And so that's where I really bring in this idea of movement of medicine. So having different discharge practices to release stress or containment practices, which are about sort of finding, you know, shelter or getting kind of coziness or hunkering down and, and maybe even just giving yourself a hug or going into a small space or a weighted blanket, but ways to just regulate again. Um, and I offer a lot oh, of different options. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're yeah. going to come back to that, to the now what, because I think that's, that has a lot of benefit into it. Again, we're talking to Dr. Rachel Allen, her, her book. Tell us where you, the title of the book and where we can get the book. 
Yes, it's called The Pleasure is All Yours, uh, Reclaim Your Body's Bliss and Reignite Your Passion for Life. And you can buy it really where most everywhere books are sold on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the major booksellers. Wonderful. And we do have a caller on the line. We're going to go pick up our caller. Hello. Thank Great. you for calling Dr. Drayvon James on the Everyday Peace Show. Did you have a question or a comment for our guests today? Hello? Here's something there that may not be. We'll come back <laughs> to that. Okay, we'll come back. So let uh, we'll just give them a chance to reconnect. So let's t- just talk about the now what because it is that is a new concept that I've not heard associated with mindfulness. So we're in the bodyfulness and we have um, we're, we're we're in the state of awareness. And so what you're saying mm-hmm. is that once we become aware of something, our they mm-hmm. were asking about a next action, not just to have the awareness just for the sake of awareness, but there should be an action that is a site of self-soothing or... Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. Different self-soothing techniques or sort of releasing energy um, or just establishing some sort of centering or grounding. And this is based on research. It's really the big kind of pioneering aspect of psychology right now is called somatic psychology, which is looking at how trauma is held in the body and how everybody has some sort of um, trauma history, even if it's just um, ancestral and intergenerational trauma that can leave a mark on our body. So this next layer of now what do we do with that is, is based on the fact that, you know, we need to move trauma that can get lodged or stuck in our body. We need to move it through. Um, because a lot of times stress comes up when there's something really similar right now to something stressful that happened in the past. So, so this is a way to sort of heal and move through some of the older traumas in our body and also cope with day-to-day stress. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, okay, so what's the, I like to say expression, it? not repression. <laughs> expression. And, and I, I would suppose that there is some need to, as I'm, as I'm listening in, in my mind is, just jumping all over this with curiosity, I would suppose there is some type of training that needs to be associated with that too, so that people feel free to express. Because we are a bit inhibited as people. Um, mm-hmm. Around so many, you know, there's so yeah. much judgment and yeah. and um, around so many forms of expression. So just knowing how to come out of oneself and I guess still be seen as appropriate. But I'm going to pick up our caller, who's uh, we have maybe a different caller, but let me just. This line. Hello, welcome to Everyday Peace. You're on the air with our fabulous guest today, Dr. Rachel Allen. Hello, hello. Uh, Great show as usual. So I have a question. I hope this um, doesn't sound convoluted, but how do you? So if your mind is, let's say, plagued with things you did in the past, and and you allow yourself to feel, um, you know, just wallow in guilt, and you know. and you wish you could do things better, do things differently. Since the mind and the body are connected, and clearly the mind is, is, is seems to be taking control over the body, how do you use your body to help your mind get um, in the now, as you all are talking about? And I hope that question makes sense. But I just want mm-hmm. to know how you, how you connect the, the two. That is a wonderful question. I, it's a, a really essential one. I'm glad you asked that because 
part of, I, I guess, really learning about what we need in the moment and being embodied is that sometimes our mind can help lead the way to calming us and help soothe the body. Um, and sometimes it's really going into the body first, and then that helps soothe the mind. So I like to explain it can be, it can go both directions. It's just that we tend to be so focused on the mind controlling everything. Um, but to yeah, dive deeper into answering your question, um, if say you're, you're caught in kind of thinking about the past and, and thinking about guilt, what I would tell somebody is, you know, notice the corresponding ways that your body also reacts as you think about that guilt. So there might be a tightening of the chest or a gripping in the stomach or a, uh, your jaw or, you know, your breath changes. And so that's your nervous system stuck in an old trauma pattern related to that guilt. And so what you can do is you can soothe the breath. You can maybe have belly breaths. You can, if the jaw is where the tension is going, you can take your hands and kind of just give your own massage to the jaw. So you can basically tell both the muscles and the nervous system um, that you're not in that past situation of guilt or stress. Um, so, yeah, different things like that that involve breathing, moving, soothing through touch, um, um, and, and sometimes exercise, things like that, sometimes water baths, that sort of thing can also be ways to reorient the nervous system, uh, to bring you back into the here and now and to a place where you have more agency and you're, you're not stuck in that past place. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope that helped. It did. It did. Yes. And thank you for being a caller on our show today and being an everyday peacemaker. Uh, you're so, welcome. Yeah. So we are talking about... Our topic is compassion and self-care, and I really appreciate the caller that we had here because sometimes we do get stuck in these spaces where the past is plaguing us and we're unable to seem to shake our way free of something. What are five holistic ways, or five is a number that came to my mind. It doesn't have to be five, but can you give mm -hmm. us some holistic ways to increase self-compassion? Because I hear, it, it seems like a lot of that is missing Oh, and we, it doesn't have to be fine. Mm -hmm. I just look at the clock. We're almost out of time. Gosh, I got to have Oh, okay. I'll give up. <laughs> what are some ways that we can increase self-compassion? Yeah. I'll give, I'll give, I'll try to list a few and you can definitely interrupt me uh, if I'm going on too long. Well, I think one of the first things is that we can just recognize our humanness. So, and to be human means that we're always learning, we're growing, we make mistakes, we don't have all the answers. Because so often I feel like people are hard on themselves because they expect themselves to be perfect or to be some sort of robot or machine and to go, go, go and to know it all. So I, one of the things I do is just you know, ask people like what you're a human being and what would you maybe tell a friend or, um, you know, some, a loved one as far as letting them, allowing them to just be a human, which sometimes, you know, makes mistakes. The other and thing I would say I is. I want to just say that that's probably going to be the only one we're yeah. going to be able to get to because we're almost okay, out of time. Okay, okay. So, but I want to just cap, just have our listeners just listen to that for a moment. What I heard you say is that perfection is not necessary, right? Mm -hmm. That's not necessary. Show up as you. That's who we're looking for. This is mm -hmm. Everyday Peace. We had the wonderful, fabulous author, Dr. Rachel <laughs> Allen, with us today. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace.
with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and for this half of our show, we are so excited to welcome back to our show Christy Hoffman, who is an intuitive healer. She's a channeler. She's a she's a teacher. She's a consultant. Today we're talking about the importance of connecting to your spiritual team. Did you know that you have a whole spiritual team supporting your mission and your vision? So we're going to talk about that today. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back, Drayvon. It's such a pleasure. Oh, you know, I, I told you during the break that I always get very excited when you're going to be on the show because oh. I um, I feel so connected at this phase in my life to my spiritual team, my guardian angels, and I know this is the work that you do and that you talk about. And I got to tell you that I have a book. Um, gosh, it's a I can't remember the title of it, but I've had it for years that someone gave to me about guardian angels, and I never even read the book until um, I had you in the show the first time. Now it's moved from my family room up to my up, up to my office upstairs, and I uh, I'm so connected. I feel that I, for some reason, I'm really drawn to your energy and what you have to share. And I hope that our listeners are getting that feeling, too, that you've been around forever. You've been doing this work forever. But this is the season for us really to pay attention and to connect. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. You know, I think that any time is really a good time to connect with our spiritual team. Um, yeah. You know, they're there with us. You know, you're talking about guardian angels. They're with us whether we're aware of them or not. They're there whether we're asking for their help or not. And we've got a whole team that is kind of our, yeah, like you said, our support system, our ecosystem that keeps us going. And many of us are just, even if we're not aware of them, maybe we don't think to call on them as often as we could. I don't even think. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I could, I've got people I can talk to about this on the other side. You know, we're never alone. Yes. You, oh, my gosh. So now I'm just sitting like chills through me. We are never alone. And, and that's uh-uh. not a scary or a spooky thing. That's a truly supported team. And n- I guess you're, you know, I, I was going to ask why don't we call on our on the angels more, but I think quite honestly we don't think about it, right? They're on standby, <laughs> waiting here <laughs> to do some heroic things, but we just don't think about it. We just, you know, I, yeah. I guess out of sight, out of mind. So, but mm-hmm. once we start doing it and getting into that practice, which is why I'm so excited to have you on the show because it does bring back to the forefront that no. I am not alone. No one who's listened to the show or who's not listening to the show, it doesn't matter. They're not alone either. There are, there are angels there with them. And so how can we know when our angels, when our guides are near us? There are many calling cards that they give us. One is a feeling of like tingles or I call them truth bumps. Um, we just kind of have a kind of a warm, tingling feeling when many of them are around. Um, also, synchronicities tend to show up when we have our guides working with us. They'll put people in our path or they'll guide us to something that we've been looking for, that we've needed. So when things really start flowing and we're paying attention to synchronicities, we're usually very much in touch with our guides and feel them around us. But... Um, 
you know, they can they can also make their presence known. Uh, for example, Archangel Michael will help help you find feathers on the ground or feathers around you. Um, some of the other guides we might have help us find pennies or nickels or dimes or even ladybugs, hummingbirds, cardinals, butterflies. They tend to have calling cards that they, they help us notice. It's not that they necessarily send them, but they just help us be aware to them. So those are just a few of the ways that we can just know that our guides are with us. Now, but they can't interfere with us, but they can help us understand that they're, that they're near and just ready for us to ask. We just don't think to, yes, out of sight, out of mind. I kind of think of my spiritual team or everybody's spiritual team just sitting up on a cloud eating bonbons and watching Oprah and <laughs> saying, hey, did your person call you? No. Did your person call you? No. What's wrong with them? They need to talk to us. Because, right. Uh, so I, I kind of had that idea when you were saying that. I was just sort of sitting around waiting for, you know, uh, remember there was a commercial many, many years ago. <laughs> I can't Maytag commercial where the Maytag uh, repair guy never got a call because the Maytags never broke down. And unfortunately, in our own lives, I'll speak for myself particularly, that I, I should be calling on my angel, but they're probably sitting there like the Maytag repair guy, just like, oh, she never calls. <laughs> or that old commercial, they said, uh, operators are standing by. Right, right. Angels, angels, your, your guides are standing by. I want to go back to two things that you said, because I know you probably said them quite arbitrary, but this is more proof that there's no random or chaos in the universe, because two things that you mentioned, if you're constantly seeing feathers, and I had someone mention mm-hmm. that to me recently, and I have a friend who said to me recently, I don't care where I go or what I'm doing, I always find pennies. So um, mm-hmm. I am excited yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Right. So the feathers are associated with um, Archangel Michael. Is that for uh, yeah. protection? Yeah, that's his. That's te- they can be others as well, but that is his calling card. Now, there could be others who who uh, also use feathers, but definitely Michael. Yes, absolutely. I found, oh, my gosh, eagle feathers and turkey feathers. I mean, it's like I find the craziest feathers all over. Wow. Right, I've got a vase full of them in my office. Oh, I, I gotta tell them to start picking them, picking them up and keeping them. I got these feathers everywhere. So, so if oh. if you're if you have the angel Michael around you, what mm-hmm. might that message be? Michael is typically about courage and strength, but also protection. So, if we feel like we might not have the courage to face something or the strength to get through something or just feel like we need some extra protection, he'll usually uh, come around for that. But of course, we if we want to be specific, we do need to ask. Like, Michael, I've got this interview coming up. I just want you to be with me and just kind of support me as I'm going through it. Or I'm going to be facing a difficult conversation with someone and I just needed a little bit extra protection just so that I feel like my emotions are safe and and held uh, sacred. So, yeah, we can ask for that. But those are the type of things that he tends to help us with. And he's also, Archangel Michael's also the protecting, the the patron saint of police and firefighters and uh, military. So just given oh, that yeah. extra dose of strength and pr- protection. Yeah, yeah. So all the, all the arch- mm-hmm. 
Oh, very, yeah, very appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah. And all of the different uh, archangels have their own jobs they do, as well as, you know, of course, all of the, the saints that we associate with Catholic faith, the Catholic faith, but that's, they're not really only Catholic faith. But um, yeah, the all of the archangels, all the um, all the different saints and uh, protectors, they have their own jobs that they do. But you know, we can they can certainly cross over a bit. But if you don't know who to talk to, call Michael because he oversees all of the archangels. He'll get the right one on the job for you. So if you do, oh, many of us don't know. know what they all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, so yeah. It's like I need some help with this. So Michael, get on it. So and he oh so that that's good to know if you can't remember all of the angels and it, 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 to call on um, Archangel Michael and he, he will summons the work help that you need and get the, get you to the right person sort of like a you know help desk yeah us. but but I love the fact that you brought up the um, mentioned that you don't have to be Catholic because I think that uh, in my mind the Catholics have done a wonderful job of uh, keeping in mind and uh, the angels. But for those who are not Catholic, you're saying it's not necessary that the angels are available and the guides are available for everyone. Oh, for everyone. Absolutely. Well, now there are also ascended masters in addition to angels. And so ascended masters come from all kinds of different traditions and religions from all over the human world and also off of the planet as well. And the ascended masters are not angels. Um, many of them had been human, such as uh, Siddhartha Gautama, the first Buddha, and Jesus and Yogananda. And then many of them are deities in their own right, such as Ganesh and Kuan Yin. And they help humanity with all kinds of, of things that we, we need help with. I was working with a woman this morning, I was doing a reading, and Ganesh was... very, very present with her. And Ganesh is the elephant-headed Hindu god. He's the remover of obstacles. And she said, you know, that's so funny because my sister says I am the luckiest person because it's like anytime she runs into any sort of difficulty, it just poof, it's gone. You know, she moves through life fairly lightly because um, problems don't seem to bother her. And it's because Ganesh has been working on the other side just kind of clearing things away as they come up. And I said, now it's time to do this intentionally because if there's something you really want cleared away, he can't just swoop in and save you. But if you can ask for that, then he can help with help you with that. Oh, I yeah. think that's so, wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Mother Mary is another ascended master. As in Mary Magdalene showed up for two of my clients today. I was doing a Reiki healing and a reading, and uh, Mary Magdalene showed up for both of them, actually. She's quite a powerhouse in her own right. Um, so there are so many of these different beings. You had mentioned guardian angels. We all have guardian angels, and every single one of us has a guardian angel. Um, and every single one of us has an archangel as well. But then we also have ascended masters. Our loved ones will often be with us, and they'll they'll stay around with us as long as they can. Um, And then we just have guides we can call on. They can come and go. We can call on some of them for very special purposes. Some some angels and some ascended masters will come around just thinking that, okay, this person is going through 
a period where they could use my help. I'll just kind of hang out and see if see if they'll call that Maytag repair line. <laughs> just I'm going to hang out and just see if uh, see if they need me. And they can, you know, kind of work on the back end to clear some things and maybe put some people in in your path that would be helpful for you to know. Perhaps have you pick up a book that would be helpful. They can't make you read it and they can't make you talk to this person that they might put in your path, but at least they can put these things in your path so that if you're paying attention, um, you know, it's the synchronicity as I was talking about, where if we're thinking about a person and then we just see them at the grocery store, that can be the presence of one of our guides just kind of guiding you to, to that direction and guiding them at the same to be there at the same time. They can't make you meet, they can't make you talk, but at least they can put you in the both both in the same place at a, a real similar time. Or perhaps you're in the checkout line at the grocery store and you overhear someone talking about something that you had been wanting to know about. You know, maybe there's a, a place to volunteer and you've been thinking about, wow, I really need to volunteer and then you overhear this conversation and can you know, ask for more information if you want to or just find out more information or start to, you know, look it up and Google it yourself. But just putting information in your path that you might need and find helpful. Well, I think this is really, mm-hmm. really wonderful because a lot of times we don't pay close attention to the synchronicities that occur in our lives, right? right. So that speaks to being more present and then when mm-hmm. you're more present, we, we, we tend to take less things for granted and realize that, yes, this has meaning. It comes from, you know, I, I had a thought and now I have outpictured it in my physical world. And perhaps, uh-huh. as you said, uh, a guide or an angel has maneuvered it in your space, not unable uh-huh. to force you to act upon it. But if we were more present in the present moment, we definitely would be able to notice it. So we talked about ascendant masters and guides and all uh-huh. sorts of help that we have on our spiritual team. And we mentioned earlier that if you don't know who to call on, you could call on Archangel Michael. Now, could you do uh-huh. that also with Archangel Michael uh, pr- uh, bring to to the scene, I'll call it that way, to the situation uh, Kadesh, uh, I, I know I'm saying that wrong. Ganesh? <laughs> Ganesh. <laughs> Ascended oh. Masters, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, okay. yeah. Ascended Masters, okay. loved ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can, and we don't even have to know who to talk to. Yes, Michael can bring in anybody we need. But we can also say, hey, I've got this problem. I need a guide to come in and help me with it. So we can put out a call that way as well. So mm-hmm. we're we're never without help, right? It's always there's always a source of it around us. And so no problem is too small. Mm-hmm. This is going to it surprises me and I I'm, I'm going to say it cuz it's popped in my head. I just had this memory of it must have been when I was a child because uh, my mother knew a lot about angels and talked a lot about angels, but of this saying, and I can, Archangel Michael, run as fast as you can, <laughs> but I can't remember anything further than that. But it was about Archangel Michael going to um, fetch help for you. And I remember that little um, song, a little bit just popped in my head as you were talking. So, yes, it's amazing. Um, wow. I don't know that one. I need to find out what that is. 
Yes, I can <laughs> almost hear my mom's voice saying, seeing it, but I remember when you were talking, it just popped in my head. Um, maybe maybe one of our listeners knows it, but I know that part of it was Archangel Michael, and it, and it seems like you must have repeated that part of the chorus several times, and it was run as fast as you can, and something, something, something. But uh, <laughs> this, this... That's kind of like... T- uh-huh. This that we're talking about here is so very important because it's almost to me like coming on a cruise ship and life being the cruise ship and having access to the most beautiful artwork, the most beautiful cuisine, the finest balls, and it's all there for us. Mm-hmm. But we need a guide maybe to help us maneuver through the crowd mm-hmm. and maybe get to the, you know, to the top deck in this and the third, and we don't do that. We don't make that maneuvering through the crowd because we don't remember to call on our spiritual team that there is, for every question, there is an answer. For every perceived mm-hmm. problem, there is an, a solution. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have the power to, to bring this into our life, to bring that solution into our life through calling on the angels and the ascended masters and the guides and this is just fascinating, and it's so, to me, it's, uh, gosh, what a gift. What a gift yeah. to have yeah. access to, to that Fairness type of power. So mm-hmm. now how how can we work with our guides, like or with our angels, our, our ascended masters? How do we work with them? Uh, let's say we there's someone right now who is, looking for uh, success in their business. They're starting a new business. They're looking for business success. And how do they work with their spiritual team to guide them so that the work that they, the work that they want to do, and I always make this assumption when I'm talking that whatever you're trying to provide is for the good of someone else, your, your acts of service. But So how would a individual work with their with their guides so that they could be able to be profitable and successful in providing their service? Well, first of all, I think is to just know and understand that that unending stream of assistance and support is available to each and every one of us. Just knowing and being open to receiving that. Next, I would say, you mentioned it earlier, is just being mindful being present, and that's really what mindfulness is, being in the present moment. We're not dwelling over the past. We're not uh, focused on worry, but being present, taking some time out of our day each day just to be present, just to be mindful. If you call it meditation, great, but you don't have to call it meditation, but just being present and aware of your surroundings so that when you do receive some guidance, you know it, (laughs) that you're paying attention. Because there's several different ways we can receive. Um, You know, we all know about clairvoyance and being able to receive images and visions of things, but it's also being visual and aware of maybe you drive by a billboard or a sign every day, but when you're mindful of it, there might be, a message on it that you need to see, something that you need to be aware of, that you drive by it mindlessly every single day, but then being present, your your visual acuity, your visual intuition will pick up on it when we're when our mind is cleared. 
other people are more auditory. And yeah, that can be maybe you hear a voice inside your head or you hear someone calling your name that's not there. But it's also that you pick up your intuition and you pick up what your guides are wanting you to know through auditory means. So maybe you're riding in the car and you turn on the radio and there happens to be an interview and you turn in at the moment where they're saying something that you needed to hear, so maybe for your business, for example, or someone you need to connect with. Or like my earlier example, maybe you're at the grocery store and you're hearing some people, you're overhearing some people having a conversation and it turns out that maybe it's something, again, that you needed to know, maybe a resource that you needed that they're talking about and or a person that just by hearing their conversation, you know you should probably introduce yourself because they could be helpful to you or you to them. So it's paying attention that way. Also, when we're mindful, we can work on clearing our clearing our mind just even for a few minutes a day and just having some space there because another way we can receive our guidance from our guides and angels and our loved ones, might I add, that when we clear our mind, we can receive what I call clear, not clear cognizance, which is where we have ideas just pop into your head that you weren't mm-hmm. thinking of before. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I just had an idea or I just had this thought fully formed pop into my head. But we have to have some clarity in our mind for that to happen. If we're, <laughs> if we can get the internal shush for a moment, then we can receive guidance that way. And then the last way that we can receive guidance is through clairsentience, which is a physical feeling. Like I said before, the uh, truth bumps, I call them truth bumps, where we might feel tingles or we might feel a feeling in your gut or some sort of feeling around you even. So, yeah, clairsentience can even be that you're picking up someone else's physical pain or physical emotion. Uh, It can even be that you feel one of your guides just literally tapping you on the shoulder. But we have to be in a, a kind of a present frame of mind and receptive in order to receive that type of guidance. So being mindful, practicing mindfulness, practicing clearing our minds, uh, even if we are just taking a walk and not worrying about anything else, right? Just clearing the mind. Well, you know, this is why... When sometimes when we're driving and you get where you're going and sometimes we don't even remember the drive there because mm-hmm. we were just so present in the moment and clearing the mind. And sometimes when you're doing dishes or mowing the grass or raking or planting flowers or doing your hobby or um, even taking a shower and our minds are just kind of on pause, Sometimes you'll get your your best ideas and your best insight and intuition at those times because we've stifled that internal chatter just for a moment so that our guides can can talk to us and work with us that way. Yes. Now, another thing that I'd like to tell people is that, you know, once you have this idea, you have this coincidence, you have this feeling, you have this, you know, this kind of impression, once it's a, it could be a fluke right? Because people like to think in this, these terms and be practical and pragmatic. So once, maybe it's a fluke, although there really are no flukes. Uh, twice happens, oh, it's a coincidence. 
but there are really no coincidences. If it happens three times, you better do it because that is definitely some guidance where they're, they're being persistent in uh, getting a message to us. So uh, three times, definitely act on it. I, I love that you bring that up because we are so quick as individuals to distrust the the our own intuition, our own uh, yeah. things, right? We need so many different, oh, give me another sign. Oh, give me another sign. And I understand right. that, you know, because we're so externally focused, whereas we'll hear a news report one time and never have been to the area, never never know anybody who's been, and we just believe it because somebody else said it. So it is part of being <laughs> able to you know, tell oh, somebody else said it, so it must be true. I, you know, So we, we really have to start um, trusting ourselves. And we only have about a minute left. I would oh, love for oh, you to tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Your work is fabulous. You are, you mentioned oh, you're doing Reiki, that you're doing readings. How can our audience connect with you? Absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, uh, at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. That is my website. And events are listed there. Um, all of our services are there. Radiate Wellness is myself. And I have three other practitioners with me. And uh, also I'm the host of the Radiate Wellness Podcast, and you were a guest, I'm so blessed to say, twice on the yes, podcast. I enjoyed myself. And so, <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> that was, I love talking to you. It's so nice. And so that's another way to uh, connect is the podcast. We're on all of the, the main platforms, you know, Amazon, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the things. And then I also would like to extend a gift to listeners listening today if that's okay absolutely and we only have about 10 seconds but absolutely okay use the code everyday peace on my website to get 20 percent off of any of the services that i provide readings reiki and regression oh you can't end it with a better note than that i'm dr drayvon james i absolutely love you please check out our fabulous guests please go to my website at drdrayvonjames.com and sign up for your free discovery session today. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.